Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime co-host, Miss Purrington. And a new co-host. No, not a new co-host. A returning co-host. I've been here twice. You have. Travis. Yeah. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at ComedyWham or on our ComedyWham Facebook page. Please rate and review us on iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast. If you're not, then you shouldn't, but you should. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, live shows, and now an events page for live shows featuring the best in Austin comedy in all its shapes and formats. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. Sometimes it even brings them back. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. Today, I am speaking with somebody who was on the very first episode of Comedy Wham! Presents, one half of the duo. More on that in a moment. He's had a very fascinating journey of his own over the last four years. Four years. Uh, yeah. Uh, released his debut comedy album in 2018 called Pointless. Mm-hmm. He is host of... One of the preeminent showcases in Austin, Sure Thing. He also is part of that partnership of Sure Thing Records, <laughs> sure. which released that album, Pointless. The suspense. <laughs> and he oozes with confidence, and he's filled with random information about Proro, and he also has a cat. Oozes with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and now Comedy Wham presents our guest, Duncan Carson. Hey, everybody. <laughs> That is the first time on record. <laughs> Oozes with confidence. I just, like. I guess from a if from a comedy scene perspective, I might seem like a confident individual. <laughs> it's never occurred to me before. <laughs> That's that to me is one of your charms on stage. Is just the utter lack. Well, like, I feel like... But on stage. I have put it in a bit on stage. It's like, I don't... I think I'm just getting too old to be insecure. <laughs> it's like a reverse confidence. Ah. You know, it's it's like insecurity to the point of total white noise uh-huh. uh, where it just fades away and you're like, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, it is... I, I Having gotten older myself, hmm. uh, I do find outside voices are a little less important and weighty. Are you calling me unimportant? No. But you said outside voices. No, like just about your your own confidence and like the things that you're doing. <laughs> sure. I mean, I you know, it's it's paradox. I I I I care what other people think. Yeah. It's it's impossible to not, especially as a performer. That's sort of the whole yeah thing that I'm doing. But uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta know what you want to do in the first place. Yeah. Anyway, how how is everyone? <laughs> doing great uh i I feel like i i was reading that uh introduction which even after four years i do not have memorized Mm. and we just had dinner and i feel so winded (laughs) for being full from dinner (laughs) and then going through that introduction so if i fall asleep it's it's not personal go for it you and travis can have a great Great conversation. Yeah, we'll talk about life, <laughs> you know? Okay. So I think from the very beginning, I had a, a uh, opening question and a closing question. 
And a better interviewer would have gone back and checked her notes on what you said. But I know it was either your your opening, uh, your one word to describe your past or your future, but I know one of those was, oof. <laughs> I would assume the past four years ago. Uh, probably, probably like is it with a tone of regret is like, Oh, yeah, exactly. Wasted a lot of the, those twenties, uh, not having real goals or taking care of myself and stuff like that. Uh, I hope, yeah, I hope it wasn't the future. Yeah. Hopefully not. Time. No. Yeah. I think it was, it was definitely the past. Would <laughs> yeah. you like to revisit that word? Do you, do you, as of this moment, would you, uh, describe your past in a, with a different word? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I like I would just keep it with like a non-word, uh, you know, sort of onomatopoeic sort of like. But it's gone from like an oof to like a, eh, you know, like like you can't you can't shake what led you here, and I feel good about now. Yeah. So by extension, the past is is acceptable to yeah. me. Uh, you know, there, there's there's you you look back and you want to change things, but. You know, you would, you're just, you would just be trying to like capture more of what you enjoy about this present moment. Yeah. Somehow. And you can't really have it both ways. Uh, so yeah, I try not to wallow, but I look mm -hmm. back on, uh, on who I was with, with like a fun, a fun, tender embrace of all of his <laughs> failures and stupidity. <laughs> or like, I, or, you know, they, so I, I read a lot of like, like self-help type psychological stuff. And, uh, we don't care if I just like tangent and hijack every question, no, that's right? Every okay. single episode. So this is, I read this book about like just, you know, like the way you perceive things influences your actual health. So if you feel better about aging, mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna, you probably live a little longer and take mm -hmm. better care of yourself. These are just statistically related. Like obviously okay. the people that are like, I feel great about getting old probably like go to the gym and yeah. stuff, <laughs> but it can also work the other way around. Uh, so I started to, uh, write bits, uh, with that in mind. Because if it's, uh, if it can, if I can work it into my head, maybe it would be helpful for other people. Mm -hmm. And you can make fun of younger people. So I started to do those jokes where I'm like, who here is under 30? <laughs> well, your problems aren't real. <laughs> you know, like, and it's fun, but like the best thing that, that happens to you when you get older is just, you know, nothing's that important. Just yeah. statistically, there's too much to compare it to. Right. You know, you go through a breakup. Yeah. It's like number eight or whatever. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel better about getting older. I feel better about the past as a result mm -hmm. overall and great about the future. You know, that's, that answer hasn't changed. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, maybe while, while he's asking a question at some point, I'll peek down at the phone because it's all in the phone. You, you keep notes as well. I do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is dedication, <laughs> man. One day it'll be valuable. All these words, I... the people, these sounds. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere. Right? So over the last four years, Comedy Wham! has has evolved and taken on new things. We've always, we, I, and along with my my partner in crime, Richard Goodwin, uh, have, uh, he more accidentally, but me more consciously, have, have has strived to add new things to mm -hmm. the... Uh, the toolbox or, you know, whatever comedy wham is, always trying to add something new. Sure. Um, and 
over the last four years, for you as the co-host of Sure Thing, you've added the Sure Thing records, and then you did the album. <laughs> yep. are, are these okay? So that's how this is going to go. No. <laughs> you you have struck me as somebody that always wants to take on challenges. You self taught yourself to play the keyboard. Yep. And. Uh, what is it about you that has wanted to take on those new challenges? The the al- the label, the doing your own album. Uh, if you can find the guy with a coherent answer to that question, I <laughs> I would also like to know. Uh, or you know, you wouldn't like. I I was talking to Amber Bixby the other night, uh, and I was just like, when you get on stage, it's kind of forever. Like, I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world to do, obviously. But when I get up there every, every time, it's still there's this element of like, who did this to me? <laughs> uh, and certainly, you know, everything Brennan and I have done with Sure Thing has been very intentional. We thought about it mm-hmm. beforehand and I can't say it just kind of happened on its own, but it also feels that way. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a matter of, of, I have a, I've a relatively, active mind and ever since i was a kid in various ways it's poured itself into creative outlets so you know i majored in writing didn't want to sit alone with my computer so i did stand up instead mm-hmm. uh moved down here and had fun with that and then instead of moving to la and trying to do that hustle or or new york but i started the label and still that's not enough so yeah uh, i i had a band for a little while yeah. As an extension of that digital piano playing, and, and we're, I've, I'm kind of toying with bringing the band back together oh. lately. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, but yeah, like there's some writing I'm always kind of working on, and, and I, I never really know what's next. But um, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like a challenge other than I have to learn a skill or two, you know, like, like, how do you maintain these digital files for the record label and, mm. and do accounting for people and it, you figure it out and it takes you whatever hours it takes. Yeah. Um, but it's just part, it just seems like an extension of things I already love doing. Uh, I don't know. I'm a crazy person, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, it just dawned on me that people who've not been with Comedy Wham since day one mm. and who live under a rock, might not know the history of Sure Thing. Do you want to give us a a uh, you know synopsis sure. of, of Sure Thing, and and then I'll I'll layer in why it's so important to the Austin comedy scene. Oof. Okay, <laughs> uh, there it is. <laughs> I love, by the way, I love that Comedy Wham has taken over the event listings as well. Yeah, that for, was uh, because because uh, you know obviously Last Gas Comedy was always great, but they'd always I had to say it a second time. Mm. We were like, what? And you, you have to say it again. Comedy Wham, first time, every yeah. time. <laughs> where are all those shows and stuff? Well, go to comedywham.org. <laughs> Thank you. Just get some right there. Uh, so yeah, I moved here in 2011, met Brendan K. O'Grady, uh, and we just became immediate friends and started goofing around with projects. We thought maybe we'd start a sketch show, and then I realized I don't, I can't write a sketch. Save my life. <laughs> uh, we had a podcast of our own mm-hmm. for a little bit for a local website. Uh, and they stopped paying us for that. Uh, eventually, a comedy radio station that existed at the time approached a venue that I happened to be hosting an open mic at to start a weekly show, uh, free on Saturdays, which became sure thing. Um, yeah, that venue closed last year, or two, year and a half ago. It's two now. 2017, and we didn't have a home for a bit, 
but with the rebrand of the Fallout Theater, we came back on Friday nights as an actual paid show. It used to be yeah. free. Um, so yeah, you know, we developed uh, the name. We we thought of the name and we put some efforts into social media, and people found the show. I think free was a great business model for a while. Uh, started the label in 2014, so we've been doing the show seven and a half years, and the label for what's that five five and change. Yeah. Uh, it's a compilation album since I we just talked to Amber Bixby and she was on that original compilation. I I sure. checked it was 2014 that that came out. Yeah, August 2014. Yeah. I I you know I love uh, Facebook is when a fun memory hop for me because mm-hmm. I post nothing but comedy on there. <laughs> so it's literally actually it'll always be like a reverse thing through like you know like recent comedy stuff, yeah. old comedy shows. And then I look back at like 2007 when I just posted dumb sentences like a person, <laughs> you know, where it used, I think because the status used to be like Duncan is and you fill in the blank. Uh-huh. And so it'd just be like, oh, tired. <laughs> think about what you're putting online, 21 year old me, 23. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the short version. I mean, you know, we end up, uh, every time we have like an out of towner on the show, Brennan will end up giving him the entire spiel. Mm. Uh, and it's always just fun to relive it. Yeah. You know, cause it's, it's still, still a mystery to me why it is a successful thing with so many other shows in, in town and, and other options on a Friday night. Especially, we weren't super sure we could sell tickets mm-hmm. after being free for so long. And God bless them, the owners of Fallout were like, we, that weekly makes, we, we were like, we could do, like, we'll start monthly. And just get our toes wet yeah. in the, the selling tickets game. And they were like, we want a weekly flagship show. <laughs> and that's what you guys have been doing for yeah. seven years. So, yeah, um, I mean, that show at the fallout is basically everybody's dream that produces a show. Cause they bring in the extra chairs for your show. That's, that's <laughs> they, and like, we didn't have people at the old venue to put up the chair. We had to do it. <laughs> right? It was exhausting. Oh <laughs> we got there at 6.30 and didn't leave until like 11 o'clock. And, well, yeah, we got like a free meal or whatever, but it was yeah. like a, a lot of work. Yeah. And now we just stroll in at 9 and put up the curtains and the arrows and like yeah. people show up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, especially with the out-of-town comics, you're like, this is great. And I'm like, I get to do this every week. <laughs> shh, shh, don't jinx it. Calm down. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know that he's ever heard this, uh, my son, but Sure Thing was was probably my uh, favorite cheap form of therapy after my divorce. <laughs> it I was... think you've told me that. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it was therapeutic for somebody. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, it was just so great seeing, you know, the variety of comics that you've put up. And as I, I've, you know, watched the the growth, because it used to be in the in the the early days it wasn't a packed austin java and then it became a oh my god we have to get there at least an hour <laughs> before and i was never the type to say hey duncan hey hey brendan save save me a seat i was never that that kind of personality so i'm like oh, i gotta make sure i'm there by 6 30 and yeah uh you know it was it was a definite hole in my heart when the location closed and i know that we had talked that there might be another venue that you were you were um, potentially going to be at, and then that didn't uh, come through. But then we really lucked out. I mean, I you know, we we thought about a few places and like went to look at a couple, mm-hmm. but 
The idea, especially of like finding a new venue that didn't have any other comedy at it yeah. or anything was like so daunting. Mm-hmm. We could have done it, but like I think we really liked out with like the way Fallout's rebranded and yeah. like gotten the word out. And I think amongst the their like community or their their draw, mm-hmm. we're like the stand up show. So yeah. I, I think they get a lot of like casual traffic that's like, when's the stand up show? Friday? All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> And and in theory, as a brand, we brought something to the table. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from that perspective, whatever formula it is that you have for the, the the comics that you bring on, the variety of the comics, the the drop in spots, the out of towners, you've still got you still got it. <laughs> it seems seems like the easiest part to me. I mean, you know, and we're getting older, and we don't do every mic every night. So it's more like you have to have a system yeah. of I'll just read all the other show flyers and make sure I'm not missing on anybody. Mm-hmm. And if you run a show out there, listener, make a spreadsheet. All right. <laughs> I, it, it's like the ner- It's like yeah. it's the opposite of what you got into comedy to do. But just make a spreadsheet with the like date of their last appearance. Mm-hmm. And when you're like, oh, I feel like I'm putting up all my same friends. Just reverse sort that sheet. And see who hasn't been back in a uh-huh. while. <laughs> it's not hard. I mean, yeah. it's hard to like think about it when you're not actually at your show or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, we started, I started doing that with the bookings like a long time ago. And then it's, it's still helped. I think the other thing is most people don't have a Brennan K. O'Grady. Uh, mm. who is just one of the most organized people I've ever met. And, and just as a team to be accountable and we like actually run bookings by each other and, yeah. and do it ourselves. In the early days, especially when we started, I probably would have like caved to peer pressure from friends that maybe weren't funny enough at the time or like not ready to headline or something. But when they asked, I was like, all right, you know, like, <sighs> but it being our thing made it like a, a more, yeah, I don't know, more professional thing. Mm-hmm. In comedy, things are only as professional as you act like they are. So, yeah. And yeah. just, the- Despite the lighthearted, goofy approach that you have on stage and, you know, Brendan likes to pretend like he's a cool, hip, chill guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's, not here to defend himself. And he's so good at it. (laughs) You know, it it is a very professionally run run show. Oh, we we try. I mean, that you know, like there's – and we did have to decide, especially because, like, the show is called, like, The Laugh Lounge when the radio station Mm – Started it and we, we renamed it and made a lot of like decisions about, or like aesthetic, I guess. Yeah. You know, where you want it to be like, you know, Brennan, and Brennan brings a lot of this aesthetic to the table is like, ooh, it, hipster and not hipster, but like aesthetically cool, like yeah. DIY and, 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 and homespun and stuff like that. Uh, but we had somebody drop, uh, like that logo where the eye and sure thing is a microphone. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was like, yeah, really? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> really, man. Like, we're bringing in people that have not seen like a show before uh-huh. and it's just fun. Like don't, you know, <laughs> like I'm not going to get a tattoo of a microphone or something, but it's, it's great to have it as part of the shirt yeah. thing logo, <laughs> you know, cause that's, cause that's what like a big net, like uh, that's what like comedy center would do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if you don't want to move to New York or LA and, and impress institutions, you gotta become one yourself. Mm-hmm. That's or at least that's my mentality. Yeah. Uh, speaking to because I've been waiting to you know 
throw this fun jab uh, at Brendan and the aesthetic and the the perfection that sure. he goes by uh, years ago. I don't know now how many, two, three. Uh, I was on a podcast with, with uh, Laura Smith, and we were doing a show before your show at Austin Java. Sure, a uh, live podcast, yeah, I want to say, yeah. yeah. It was a live radio tatas, and it was uh, just so, like, I'm a perfectionist perfectionist at heart, too, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get it, but I remember one of the things that Brendan was so adamant about Oh boy! Is the chairs was that this... we put the chairs back in exactly the right way and and set them up because we wanted to be nice because yeah. we were right before and we knew a lot. You have to do a lot of setup. Was this at Fallout? No, no, no. This was at a, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was at, at Austin Java. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, a, you yeah. Know, it was when you were doing all of the chairs I, yourself. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. So it was yeah. just this funny standout memory to me about his like level of perfectionism that the chairs had to be. He, I mean, like it's it's to a level that I would just put the chairs in the vague area where they go because <laughs> there's no point to me like taking the time. Yeah. We quickly settle into like you know we'll get them sort of where they and he'll fine-tune that i'll put up the arrows and yeah. uh and rig the lighting and stuff like yeah. that it's still kind of that way because we draped the um that like curtain over the uh the hutch yeah. at fallout theater because uh-huh. we we wanted to look more like a stand-up stage uh venue yeah like a stage theater venue um and we'll i'll just kind of throw there's two like parts of that curtain i'll just like toss mine up there because i know he's gonna readjust <laughs> it <laughs> or uh or one time he was like uh he was on the valve or something uh, and so he, he came back to do the part where we're both on stage right before the headliner. Because after six years, we feel like we can finally riff <laughs> at the same time. And I was like, check this out. Hey, check this out, everybody. Hey, Brennan, how's that curtain? <laughs> <laughs> we were at that show. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, were yeah. At that show. <laughs> yeah, it I didn't get a huge laugh because not everybody is as cued into yeah. how <laughs> funny that was to me. But I, I had fun yeah. with it. I think I pretty much laughed out loud yeah. i'm pretty sure that was a it oh. looks the same i mean like he's gonna he would say it doesn't look the same but you just <laughs> nobody's looking at the curtain right it's just drapes <laughs> you just want it not to be the wood thing so people think they're at summer camp yeah <laughs> that's a sign of a good partnership when you kind of you know you know where to focus your energy so that he can you know be happy with it with uh, it really is in like uh the the i you know i'll never forget uh, cause, you know, I was running that open mic and I got an email from the, the Java people. They were like, hey, some, you know, NS Radio Group wants to like put on some sort of promotion or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, I, I, I figured maybe they had a lot of specific ideas. Uh, but I talked to Brennan to like sort of get my head right before I went to meet them. And he was like, he had like, he's like, here's where, how we could lay out the room and like, you should get them to get a curtain so it looks like, like a place. And I was like, I did not think of a single one. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Like the way the room appears really plays into the aesthetic reception of the show. Uh-huh. And as long as there's a budget for that, we could tell them exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that really worked out. I mean, you know, I'm not, now that we're talking about it in such detail, I'm not really sure what I brought to the table at the time. <laughs> I guess I had a little more stand up comedy experience because I started before I moved down here. Yeah. And he was, he was new to the game in May 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, great partnership. Yeah. Um, and then with the label, uh, getting that started, you have released 
Oh, half a dozen or so per year? Is that about the pace? Um, I, actually, I guess it'll clock at like four or five per year. Okay. Yeah, well, Ember's album is, is going to be our 16th with a couple more soon to follow, yeah. bang, bang. So, yeah, I think it'll maybe pick up in, in terms of, because we have other people that'll record on their own and like just bring it to us and need like a home. Ah. So, you know, we can help with that mm-hmm. without taking that much time out of our lives. Yeah. So. And I I remember being really excited for you you when you got Brooke Van Poplin because yeah. I think she was the first official non-Austin comic that you released. That sounds right. Yeah. So are you continuing to expand into the non-Austin comics? We got a couple of uh, actually Houston comics on mm. the slate for this year: uh, uh, Bryson Brown and Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Uh, uh, and we're you know, we're certainly always open. You know, we we've got bugs in people's ears. Yeah. Out there, it's it's always a matter of like having the right sort of relationship with like Brooke, who we knew really well, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Ron Babcock, LA guy, who had just been through town a bunch of times, and we got along really well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're certainly open to that stuff, and uh, but it's, you know it's not like we have scouts <laughs> in New York. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the more we put out, then the bigger the idea gets, the more that'll happen. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Has it gotten e- easier? How so? I don't know. Has it gotten easier now that you're six years in? Six years in. I guess, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely like when we help people edit, it's a much faster process than it used to be. It's a little harder to find the time as we get older and a little more like involved in our day jobs. Cause you know, like Brennan, Brennan used to uh, like bartend at the draft house and I was either unemployed or working at a bookstore. So mm-hmm. we sort of had like our full brain capacity to like meet up and do like six hours of editing and stuff. And now we'll hand all that stuff off uh, like here and there when we have time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, certainly you develop an ear and you learn. We, I think we learned really early not to over edit people because mm-hmm. you want to, you want to, you want to go through and, and like remove every um and like every sort of pause between the delivery and a laugh. And then yeah. it, it just sounds like a robot or, or not the comic themselves. Right. Um, so yeah, by the time, cause mine was like the ninth or 10th one we put out and I, you know, it took me a while to look at it. And then I finally went and sat down to do the edit more or less on my own with notes from Brennan and other people. But I was just like, I, I didn't want to, overthink it so i was just like yeah i'll take this out but but that, that, done uh-huh. <laughs> like especially knowing my own material so well yeah and having learned from doing other people's albums how much control you have over how it turns out mm. you know like it's like this 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 thing in the middle didn't get the big reaction that i sort of paused for as a routine uh yeah so i'll just like clip that and make it seem like i was building until that bigger reaction that i did get on mm. the final beat so it's like a fluid, yeah. but it's, you know, it's just, it seems like an extension of the magic trick that's, you know, that's stand up in the first place, which to make it sound like you're kind of just talking yeah. when you're really very, very, very rehearsed. <laughs> what, what was uh, among your motivations for doing the, the album? Uh, I, I mean... How abstract do we want to get? You know, <laughs> uh, there's, there's, I, I asked myself that 
that question in some ways all the time, which is why am I doing any of this? What do I have <laughs> to say? You know, and I thought about it for a long time. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't part of the reason I wanted to start the label mm. uh, because it would seem like naturally learning how to produce other people's albums would help me make something I was proud of myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just thought maybe there, there could be something valuable to my perspective that people could, could benefit from. And I, and I definitely chose jokes that if you go through and sort of map them out or, or, or sort of thematically about not, uh, not finding everything to be such a drag all the time is where so inclined, especially by the time I got to the point in uh, 2017 when I recorded it that I felt like I was sort of coming to the end of some period. Because, you, you know, I, I, I moved down here, I started out, I wasn't employed, I weighed a lot more, uh, I was fleeing some existential crises of other sorts uh, in my hometown and just a general period of drifting and i just had all these jokes that are you know like oh i'm such a lazy piece of garbage and i'm unlucky in love and blah 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 and those are still like recurring themes because it's a very human way to feel but it's not like it's just like the thing about aging it's not that bad it's you know it's pretty normal you know some people get married when they're 20 and everyone else just kind of you know like play rolls the dice (laughs) unless they're in a relationship when they die and so like and the, you know, the 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 title is a reference to that joke about like bleakness and pointlessness and, uh-huh. and reminding yourself to have fun. So I ultimately I was proud of all that and I wanted it to put it out in the world. You know, that's it. Do you have any questions yet? What do you got? Yeah, I have a few. Okay. Uh, Mix it up. What? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to know? How did you and Brendan meet? Oof, that we met. Uh. You know, I I I think I pinpointed the date a while ago. Really? Well, I moved here, uh, and I was like, comedy is my thing. You know, like it it didn't really stick in college when I tried it, and then I was I realized, a this is the thing I want to do as often as I can do it. B I got to get out of my hometown. Very restless. Uh, Austin seemed like the place, so I moved here, and I just did every open mic. And I didn't want to be a sociopath, but I started just writing down everyone's name. Because <laughs> somebody says it into a microphone, so you're like, okay, that's that person. Uh-huh. And then since I had the list of names, the, some of them would do very well, and I'd be like, star next to that name. <laughs> They're funny. Uh-huh. Go pick their brain and see how you could be funnier yourself. And Brennan was one of those people. I think I met him at the Kickbutt Open Mic on Airport, uh, July something, 2011, when I got here. Um, yeah, cause I remember, uh, you know, he, he had a real good instinct at the time for, for abandoning whatever jokes he was thinking about doing cause the, you know, it was just other comics not laughing at anything. Uh-huh. So he would like, he would like make fun of the reading material that he found at Kickbutt in the back. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he was, he was a few months into stand up at the time, but he'd done some other writing and I was a little more into stand up, but from a real like slow place to do it. So we, I think we were at similar points in our lives and comedy development and just started hanging out, you know, started thinking of projects. That's, I think that's the other thing we realized we immediately had in common is, is, uh, you just have to be working on, on something, you know, like mm-hmm. it has to, you know, end up out there somewhere. It has to, 
be a platform for other people even with the label and the show. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, some people probably have best friends and have to, like, think of things to do. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We had a podcast, and then yeah. I think I think barely after that ended, we had the show. <sighs> so we've always had, like, a weekly standing engagement to just hang out. Uh, how did you think of the name sure thing? Ooh, uh, we beat our heads against the wall for, mu- for like a month because we knew we wanted to rename it, but names are impossible. You know, like naming a pet is even a lot of pressure, <laughs> you know, and uh, eventually he was he was looking through an old copy of uh, a collection of plays called All in the Timing by a guy named David Ives. And uh, sure thing is the name of one of those plays. Which is how we we thought of it, and then we you know we're like sure yeah that's we and we we really thought it 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 had based on how it's a colloquial thing people say like uh like something that captured the spirit of what we were going for, which is like you know like like a positivity and and be like a guarantee of a, a good show yeah. like, which just saved a lot of time. It's very confident too. Yeah, uh, well, it's I guess it is. <laughs> Don't. I'm you, sorry. That's I. <laughs> this is like me last week talking to Amber and saying I'm gonna compliment you for the next 20 minutes. Oh, and she just <laughs> must have been excruciating. <laughs> yeah. I oh, it's just a tease. I. That's I like know. I'm. I I've made more progress in taking compliments mm. in the general sense because it would be uh, one of my pet peeves amongst comedians is is the. The deflecting compliments mm. like your life depends on it especially when like they're just trying to compliment the thing you've you've objectively put a lot of hard work into yeah. i'm proud of my acts you know i'm proud of my show and, uh-huh. and the label and stuff just the idea of confidence is <laughs> or when people say oh you're so brave to, to go up there and tell jokes and i'm like i can't i like i can't i don't want to diminish the values and insecurities that yeah. you have that make that objectively true mm-hmm. that that is a, is a terrifying thing to go speak in front of a group of people but it doesn't it does not feel brave to me <laughs> you know it just once you lose a certain sense of like oh this could go badly somehow because it can only go so badly <laughs> uh then there, it just feels kind of like getting away with something to mm-hmm. me you know it felt it feels it feels like the braver thing on some cliche do good or do good level would be to like be a monk or like volunteer and with with all of my time and not do this this thing that validates my ego Mm -hmm. in a a recursive constant way you know it's it's all for me uh which is another reason i try to focus on jokes that are other people could perhaps benefit from Mm -hmm. next question (laughs) Uh, (laughs) what happened with the venue that you're we're thinking of before fallout i don't know if we had one that was like really a realistic possibility uh after java closed down we yeah because we thought about like i don't remember the name of uh, snake old on like caesar chavez is like ooh, maybe we could do like a small loungy show mm. or something but it just seemed it seemed like even when we were like insecure and venueless, we knew we could come back a little bigger than that because I feel like the room would oh, probably yeah. get way too crowded at like thirty people even. Yeah. Um. So yeah, even the idea of like fallout would have been a little too small for the kind of show we want to put on. But 
yeah, not, nothing happened. We were just, uh, you know, we were just losing it, man. We were, we were just without the weekly like thing. We didn't have the drive to, to immediately get it started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Fallout reached out to us and the meeting went really well. I think my fa- my my first comedy show was at Sure Thing, right? Yeah. 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 So it was to see Chris Cubis. Yeah. Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh what was I th- Okay, so it's been 4 years since you've been with us. In that 4 years, is there a highlight or very memorable Sure Thing? And let's let's talk show. Um the show experience. Oh boy. It's like the weird, the weird thing about the show is, is, you know, when you start, you're, you're, you're just like every booking you have is etched in your minds. Mm. And the idea of like forgetting the next one is even insane until that happens. You start using like a Google calendar. Yeah. Or like we used, I could, the probably, I could probably still fill out the first like 10 lineups. From memory. Wow. And be like, here's how that, how, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, but now it's just such a blurry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll and, like, and I just realized I'm asking you to try to pick out a memory, uh, of 200, two, wait, am I doing this right? 52 times four, over 200. Be around 200 shows. shows. Yeah. Cause right. you don't skip. Well, maybe now at the fallout you might skip it. And, you know, it was the thing, it was a thing that every Saturday night we, you guys would be there. We do sometimes the holiday season will work against us yeah. or some random thing will happen. I think we've averaged one week off in seven years with the exception of that gap. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly the first show back at Fallout was yeah. like a huge, huge memory. Yeah. Along with the last show at Austin Java, which was honestly, uh, just a very surreal night, you know, cause they, they told us we were oh, like, oh, this will be the last show. And then like they were doing so bad financially. They were like, oop, end of August, sorry. Like a <laughs> month less than you thought. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we put a bunch of people on and just made it like a big night. And, uh, and like somebody, somebody brought out like cookies with our logo on them. Mm-hmm. And I was just, oh, yeah. like I got like emotional. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was a very uplifting, but also very surreal moment because i didn't know what would happen with the show in the future yeah and then coming back and fallout you know the first couple shows were sellouts and uh you know it's that space is so yeah uh, electric in a different way yeah Uh, i will tell you i was i was at the first show at the fallout and to this day the one panic that I always have every time I come to the show Uh-oh. is somebody is going to poke an eye out with the arrows. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I've seen, I was at a show where Carlton uh, Wilcoxon ran into the side. <laughs> so I want to know, because I don't get to every single week's show, has anybody injured themselves on the Nobody's arrows? Nobody's poked their eyes out. <laughs> has no, there been any blood? No. Okay. No. I did. I bumped into one of them. <laughs> Uh, a few weeks back, and I made, you know, I had a lot of fun with that because, like, I shouldn't walk <laughs> yeah, into them. Yeah, you of all people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they do hang a lot lower at Fallout. Yeah. And we were, we thought about adjusting that, but we were like, I kind of like it this way with the horizontal. Mm-hmm. I feel like our show went to Letterbox, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like now it's just more cinematic. And uh-huh. we, we made the flyers wide too because we have that Eventbrite uh-huh. link now. But, uh, yeah, no, nobody's, nobody's drawn blood. That's for sure. Why did you guys? start like have the arrows i mean oh, that's a great question why not uh 
Well, so we, like I said, the show is called The Laugh Lounge, and we, uh, you know, they had a curtain, and, uh, and you know, the lighting was okay. Um, but like when it was mid February 2013, because we, we realized the show was probably maybe going to last a while, and it was just us running it, so we were like, we can just change the name. And we had a show where Cubis was headlining coming up, and three like real solid comics from LA were in town mm. to do the like, uh, the other three spots. And, uh, we, we were like, that seems like the date, you know, cause wow. we got a big headliner. Uh, we got three dudes from LA that could go back and like spread the word informally of mm-hmm. like, Oh, you got to do this show when you're there. And we wanted them to say the new name. Um, so I went like maybe a couple weeks before that show to, uh, the Austin Antique Mall. Which is up off, uh, uh, 183. And I was, I was in my mind, I was like, I bet they have those like, uh, old school movie marquee letters. Mm. Maybe we get like a big S and a T with like lights or something uh-huh. to hang in the backdrop. And, uh, those movies, those things, those letters are very, very expensive. But uh, I found those arrows instead. <laughs> they were just, you know, sitting there. And I saw one and then I saw a second one. And, uh, yeah, spent, Lot, most of the money I had to my name at that <laughs> moment because I'm still not regularly employed on those arrows. Uh, yeah. So we just, we hung him up with strings. I think even the first week we were like, oh, we'll make him like symmetrical next week. And we just never did. We we're like, this is kind of like what the show looks like now. <laughs> Little askew. Uh-huh. Look that way. Yeah. And we took him to Fallout. They've, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, those, those didn't belong to the venue. I'm like, no, those are mine. <laughs> They hang out in my trunk. Oh, now we know. We didn't want to leave them at Java and have them get busted. Oh, for sure. We'd rather we'd rather be the ones that broke them if yeah. they got broke. Uh, yeah, just a thing I happened upon, you know? I wish I could say I planned on it. Yeah, it's a good lighting mechanism. Looks but pretty good. Because, right? like, some of the bulbs are bigger than the other ones, and it annoys me so much every time I go to watch the show. <laughs> we got a junior BKO. Jesus. <laughs> Who even sees that, man? I notice it. You can only really even tell when they're not on. Well, sometimes, like, her and I sit on, like, the side. Sure. Well, eventually, eventually, all of the small original bulbs will burn out. And they will all be the same size. Because I think that was the the only ones I found at the, you know, there's, like, a lighting store. Burn it with the right socket size. We're bigger. So there you go. Look. It's chaos, man. I'm surprised Brendan has let you get away with this. It doesn't bother him. Oh, it doesn't? Of all things. A curtain <laughs> he gets bothered by? Up. The chair alignment? Wow. All right. <laughs> he's going to listen to this. He's going to be like, wow, thanks, Val. Yeah, don't, thanks a lot, Val. Don't give him new things to focus on. Oh, oops, do you want me to edit this whole thing? <laughs> Do you, have, do you have more? <laughs> more? No. Who, who is one of your more favorable sure thing acts that you've Ooh. you've seen? And who do you like better, Duncan or Brendan? Don't <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't I don't we all know the answer to that. So don't. I was gonna say both. They, <laughs> like, there's a few jokes of yours that I really like. Like, there's the one about the Facebook page for your cat. Yep, sure. But then I also like Brendan's one about raisins. Mm. Sure. Yeah, yeah the raisins. Classics. Yeah. Those are classics. Yeah. Those are like my two favorites of you guys. 
this this is I don't you know I wish we had camp <laughs> a running count of because like you know stand up is such a weird thing of like you're not in competition but mm-hmm. you're always kind of a government uh, where people you'll do a show with one of your friends and somebody comes up and only says like great great, great job to one of you yeah. <laughs> That'll happen to us every now and then, yeah. even though we're co-hosts, which is strange. Yeah. But nah, no, you don't need a favorite. We're very different. Uh, but do you have a, a favorite performer that you've seen at I don't on the sure thing? Most of them. Yeah, I just remember most of them were funny. Yeah, well, that's the goal. Well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll I'll tell you. Still to this day, one of my favorite memories is uh, having. Brooks Whelan drop in. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was, and I think funny. we probably talked about this because I think it happened before the very first uh, Comedy Wham interview that we did. That he was kind of a he was in for South by, mm-hmm. and I think he might have been slightly under the influence, and that lent itself to his performance. Yeah, I mean those shows are were extra packed too. So yeah, and he's one of the he's one of the because like that was like a South by second week mm-hmm. where there weren't as many comedian type people still around. Mm-hmm. So he did the whole closing half hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a good night to be alive. Yeah, that's and th- that's something that um, like those first couple of years we got South by guests or or like the first uh, show called Sure Thing or like there's there's. I'm, I feel very lucky now that we're talking about it because I'm having trouble the last four years deciding like which one <laughs> might might be my favorite. But I remember some of those early ones. I'd text Brennan and be like, "That was more fun than like the festivals we've been on because mm. it was our thing and like it was yeah. as good of a show." Yeah. You know, I'd put I'd put you know the best nights of our show up against like any Moon Tower show or or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Uh, and you know, other <laughs> other than having to set up the chairs. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's, it's all, all just feels like a blessing, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So we're going to start talking about what's ahead Ooh. for Sure Thing, Sure Thing Records, Duncan Carson. <sighs> Anything? Well, we what can. Do, so that creative brain, so it sounds like maybe you're going to bring your band back together. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean. What was your band called? Let's, we're going to rename it. <laughs> this was another issue like Last Cast, where I, you got to think of a band uh, name you don't have to repeat. Uh, they were, we were called the Key Frogs, K-E-Y, get it? They play the piano. <laughs> I like frogs, but it never stuck the first time. People were like, what, the tree frogs? Like, oh. no, it sounds like that. It's uh-huh. like a play on words. Uh, <laughs> No, on TBD, what the new name will be. Mm. But you gotta, you gotta find one that that you don't get sick of and yeah. immediately becomes like, oh, the this. Uh, you could just call it TBD. TBD, I that's TBA, right? So then you, it looks like you're playing a festival like yeah. twenty times, and when, <laughs> when the lineup comes right. out, you're like, wow, they're opening every stage. Yeah. TBA. Uh, what is next for Sure Thing Records? We have as as Amber Bixby's album in the immediate near future, mm-hmm. uh, depending on this release date. Uh, we got Dusty Rhodes, Bryson Brown coming out early this year. Uh, I think we're ultimately, uh, and the timeline's a little vague, gonna put something out with uh, Danny Palumbo. Nice. Uh, you know, LA favorite. This yeah. this is more of our our expatriate business. You know, he's an LA comic now. <laughs> we didn't have to recruit him or yeah. anything. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, and there's other irons in the fire there. We we hopefully should just keep up this like four or five album a year clip, mm-hmm. and uh, and and just keep getting momentum with that. Uh, we always want to like sort of get into other, you know, like like work with other like festivals in the region. We used to do like a fun fun sure thing to open the yellow stage, mm-hmm. like sure thing record showcase, or we were with Out of Bounds Fest a couple of years, so. Uh, that's, that stuff's always fun. You know, it's kind of over when it's over, but, uh, sure things show every Friday night. You know, it's, that's, well, people are like, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. These things just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and if you'd asked me in 2012 what the next step was, I wouldn't describe something that sounded like the label at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I hope eventually there's plans if we talk again in four years. Uh, maybe we'll have, uh, produced something on video, you know, like, Ooh. like a special yeah. filmed would be an easy evolution of what we've already done. Mm-hmm. And there'd be a lot of great candidates for it that we already work with. Um, uh, yeah, me personally, I have n- even less of a clue. <laughs> uh, you know, like the music is, is happening and I, I definitely want that to be something. Uh, I, I, I feel like, at a crossroads sometimes, you know, like I put the album out and I'm still writing jokes. I, uh, but, but there's a, there's a degree of, uh, let's say sincerity that I don't know if stand up is the ultimate outlet for. And, you know, I started a long time ago as a writer and, and other things like that. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to be cynical about stand up. I still love it, but it's especially the upper echelons of what people deem as, the pinnacle of stand-up comedy is very like, here's the beginning of a joke that sounds like this and the end of a joke that sounds like this. <laughs> I didn't see that part coming, did you? <laughs> and it was probably crass or cynical in some way. Um, and that's not to belittle those jokes, yeah. but it's just not what occurs to me most of the time anymore. Um, I don't know. Maybe. It's gotten even busier. I mean, the number of times that I've had to, that I've written... To the two of you, oh boy. and Brendan, Brendan has said, "Well, you know, Duncan started this new job. He's Don't, super busy." That's just him politely oh. <laughs> covering <laughs> my eternally bad habits of, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, the the I'm, you know, I'm not sure what your day to day level of anxiety and depression is, but the like the sort of feedback loop mm-hmm. of like sometimes I'll just break right through the barrier and reply right away. Mm. Other times, let's say. Oh, half an hour goes by, and you're like, "Well, I should make like like a little longer response, probably, because now I didn't get back right to it." And then, like, now it's the end of the day, and uh, you you fall asleep and forget about it. And the next day, you're like, "Oh, now I gotta like apologize <laughs> for not getting back, and I'll maybe have like a plausible reason that I didn't." And uh, when you could just reply at any moment, you could, you know, you could just. Uh, so there's, there's an element of that to my general, mm-hmm. and, and I always want to just have my parents testify to everyone <laughs> in my personal and professional life that I've just always been bad at it, and not to take it terribly personally. <laughs> um, I also do have a, a much more involving job than I used to, to, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Sometimes for which I have to travel, so. Oh. Exciting. It is. Are you, and are you one of those comics that when you travel, you try to do comedy in wherever you're traveling to? Sometimes. I did do some shows in uh, in New Orleans last year ah. when I was technically out there for work. Uh, this is really best of both worlds. Yeah. 
What do you do? What do I do? I work in customer support, so phone, email stuff, uh, but it's for a travel company, so okay. there, oh. there are occasional opportunities uh, to visit other places. In, in December, they, they flew our entire company to Athens, Greece. What? Which was very surreal. Oh, that's right, because I was so in love with watching your Instagram stories that's... and your pursuit of the cats. That's there's cats Most in Greece and and in Rome. Yeah, that's right. We we message about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, they they do various activities in like Europe and stuff. Uh-huh. Um. So prior to that, I went on my own because I was tired of like not knowing firsthand what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, all all of a sudden, I've been to like a like a half dozen countries in the last year or so. That's amazing. That's cool. And it's it's something that I mean, like I the more you're exposed to other. Uh, cultures, you know, the, the better it is for your own creativity. Yeah. Um, which is obviously my f- first and foremost value. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's something that, that has required more of the like creative side of my brain mm-hmm. than I would have expected to find in a day job five, six years ago. Yeah. You know, I used to be very like, oh, you know, in many comics you'll talk to. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, to, to like, 15 years younger than I am to, to 80 years older, if that's possible. Uh, they'll all say to a degree, like, they're, what's my dream? Oh, I just want to make a creative living. And that's, that's a laudable goal. And I, I, would le- I would welcome it as well if some opportunity came along to pay my bills being creative uh, in, a, in a traditional entertainment sense all day. But, like, there's nothing stopping you from finding something else that you can be creative at yeah. or applying yourself in a creative way to, to things that aren't traditionally, like, that sort of work. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, there's probably a, a limit to that, like, I don't know, landscaping or, you know, like, <laughs> but, but, but there's many other jobs, especially in a town like this yeah. uh, with a lot of, like, growing companies and, and startups and, and crazy stuff like that, mm-hmm. so... Uh, yeah, that's, it's all, it's all sort of heading to the same place and I don't really have what you'd call goals. Uh, but I keep doing more things. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a mystery. (laughs) You know, I'm just trying to go to the gym and not like fall apart. Does that, I joined the gym a week ago today. Congratulations. And I've been every day since. That's awesome. I'm sort of terrified to not go. (laughs) Because that's that's where it starts. Yeah. You know what I mean. Oh, then yeah. you're done. Yeah, and it's a sleeve of thin mints. Oh, <laughs> they wait. They wait until like the end of January, right? When you've lost all hope. Yeah. On whatever your dumb resolutions were. Yep. That's when they pounce. Mm-hmm. They do say little that green Girl monsters are supposed to teach you about like business and what that kind of thing. Yeah. Teach the what... Girl Scouts about business. Yeah. Sure. No, like when to. Sell things mm. to get the oh, sure, oh, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's the it's the same principle as like the snacks being at the aisle in the grocery store. That's where your willpower is the lowest. Right. You've gotten to the end of your journey. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. I don't know. I've I've just sort of been on a real kick the last four or five years of of trying to like figure out how my own brain works, mm. and uh, and just focus on on taking better care of myself because the more you the more you do the better whatever the other things you're, you value are right. going to go uh and that's the eternal struggle really is yeah. is just to not you know not let it out not not throw in the towel and not despair because then your art is going to reflect that yeah you know and that's i don't know there's room for that art i just don't want to make it mm-hmm. <sighs> 
one else? Well, I thought it would be fun because one of one of my favorite memories from that very first episode was discovering, and we're just going to geek out for a little bit and have fun, uh. and I think you should jump in to geek out as well. Uh-oh. Uh, one of my favorite things learning about you is that you are a Perot fan. Sure. And then we have the cat, you know, have each having a cat in common, I, so we can... Certainly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Duncan was... I, I, I hope big. I didn't... I mean, like, I watched all the mysteries with my mom mm-hmm. growing up, and I don't... <laughs> Like I, do, I, I would definitely fail like a quiz on the plots of any particular episode, oh, but, yeah. but I mean Hercule Poirot, yeah, I'm certainly familiar. Yeah, he's uh, outraged about some impropriety for sure. That sure. happened. That was in every single episode. Certainly, yeah. Because <laughs> he was so super polite and proper about certain things, he would always be mad about somebody being, you know, ah yes, impolite. Which which part? Being rude or no? Not? Being oh, being yeah. upset about me being impolite, right? right. Specifically well, me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. But you've been a monster this entire experience. There's elbows on the table. It's not even true, and no one would care. Uh, certainly, I could go in about my cat. Although uh, Brennan frequently makes fun of me because I I don't bring up. Having a cat terribly often. Like, I, I, I put it one time where I was like, I kind of, every time I get home, I remember that I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm a cat person. You know, obviously, oh, yeah, that's true. you can't forget you about can't a forget, dog yeah. existing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'll tell you, um, yeah, I didn't have a cat for a long time after the, 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 the one that that Facebook story yeah. is about. Uh, and now, now I have one and I, I didn't really, I don't get sentimental. I don't post a lot of pictures, but when I was away, because I was traveling for like two, three weeks, I would wake up at like two, three in the morning and be like, put my hand out, like, <laughs> like ah, that's right. <laughs> no big. <laughs> it's not like I miss my cat. What's your cat's name? Uh, her name's Rita. It's a very fluffy, uh, tabby cat. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's pretty chill. You know, I just got her Austin Pets Alive. Very good. Uh, very good. Already like three years old, so. And why Rita? Um, I don't remember. She like when she was when first brought home, she like jumped on the top of the fridge somehow, like from the ground. Wow! And and Rita was the name of some old like turn of the century high jumper. So. Oh, I knew it had to be literary. I mean, but, you know, yeah. Although, can I <laughs> can I can I share this tidbit with you that I just learned from Jeopardy the other day? <laughs> The black cat, my old cat, like a decade ago now, uh, named him Phineas uh-huh. after the protagonist of Around the World in 80 Days, only to find out that that character's name is Phileas. Oh, no. Phileas Fogg, <laughs> which is like, clearly I haven't actually read it. God damn it. Uh, just, it was just, that was, it was just the other day. I was just like, what? <laughs> All right, man. And it really, it really like went back in time and put college me in his place, who was very much more pedantic mm. in like correcting people's grammar and, and just would be, if like, if he knew that and like heard somebody else get it wrong, would be all over all it. it. Yeah. Ugh, like sometimes I want to strangle that guy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a perfectly telling thing. We're just like, you didn't even get the reference right <laughs> to the thing you named your cat. You hipster doofus. God. 
Um, but yeah, no, Rita, you know, Rita's just a, a, a solid little house cat. Now I just, I just got her a laser pointer. So <laughs> now, she, how is she with catnip? Is she a catnip? Um, you know, I don't, I don't go in for that really. Uh. I mean, like, you know, I, I wonder what it does to their little brains, <laughs> you know, certainly, certainly I wouldn't like it if somebody had a drug like that for me and only selectively. <laughs> Also, also, just don't like introducing variables that I have, have to maintain or keep uh, up with. Like my cat doesn't know that wet food exists. <laughs> she lives in an allegorical platonic cave of not understanding that it's even possible. Have we ever fed our cat wet food? She actually doesn't like it. Oh, oh well, that I works tried. out. Yeah. You tried. I See? tried. Yeah, and I do oh. give her catnip. So okay, yeah. well, yeah, catnip. Does she are, look miserable? She's Does doing she great. Like a crack Actually, that thing has catnip yeah. on it, so there's a reason she's on there. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I wasn't sure for a long time, but I'm glad I have a cat again. It I think it keeps me a little more active. You know, can't stay in bed all day. Yeah, with a cat wanting you to feed it and all that. Right. I couldn't handle a dog's constant need for attention and other related chores. Yeah. There's also harder to have like a job because you have to walk it and everything right mm-hmm. i mean you could probably try and train a dog to use a layer box but <laughs> it'd that's, be hard and that's really it, you know that's really like i have a, a job that and i'm more responsible than i used to be but i still like to be in a place where like i could just like ooh, crash in my friend's house because i stayed mm-hmm. there too late or whatever the circumstances may be and not be like oh, i have to get home right. let this dog out or feed it or what you know reed will be fine she doesn't care. Yeah. She'll scratch up the windows a little bit, like, you know, <laughs> knock something over yeah. to show me, but everything will be okay. Anything else nerdy you want to talk about? No. No? What? Star out? Wars, Legos. Do you like any of that stuff? Legos? And Star Wars? Oof. I mean, yeah, I like Star Wars, yeah. I have a bunch of collectible Star Wars Lego sets. Nice. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I recently bought $300 worth of them. I kind of regret the decision. <laughs> wow. You do? Yeah, a little bit. Really? I'll probably won't when I, when I get them. Yeah. But, but you haven't even yeah. gotten them yet. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, hold off on the regrets yeah. until... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the best... Decision. I, I like just man. When you are they all going to be delivered at once? Is it like multiple kits? I don't know. Two. They're here. It's two. I mean, not here. Here. They're they're ready for pickup. Just look the <laughs> the dopamine rush of like unwrapping stuff. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Savor it. You know what I mean? That's that's. Don't focus on the long term implications of of worth because money is is pointless. You know, it's <laughs> just. It's a good plug. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well done. I look here's here's you have these like that joke and was like this eternal like I couldn't get it to work until I could, uh-huh. and for the last however many three four years, my version of that is is a thing about the expression uh, time is money, which I hate I hate so much mm-hmm. I hate it so much because like that like immediately when 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 there's money involved he's like oh I might regret it I'm like what. It's just money, man. Like, and it's not to say that you shouldn't be conscious of your budget and, and yeah. you know, like, like 
know how much you're worth at your job and it's it's an important thing but it's just not equivalent to to time it's not yeah. that important it's not uh financial you know decisions aren't aren't a whole axis of reality or or whatever like uh, i just get on stage i'm way too passionate about this and <laughs> it is not funny at all one time i asked to go up on punch because uh-huh. i just thought of it and I just ranted to the crowd. It was, I think it was that one season he called it Slug. Remember? Oh yeah. Uh, and then after I got off stage, you were like, so somebody just discovered weed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you can't, you, you know, you can't waste your time. You can certainly waste your money, but yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Uh, yeah. Love Star Wars though. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. I like Star Wars a lot. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that new movie? Yeah, Could have been better. Could have been better. Right. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, it, it's hard to. Well, did you even watch it? No. Then how would you know if it's how good? How would you know? I just said I didn't see it. Didn't oh, see. Oh, I thought it. you yeah. said I thought it was good. I heard oh, it's no, no, good. No. Oh no, no, yeah, I didn't. See didn't it. see it. I, like, well, like here's here's another thing that you're in complete control of. Like I like immediately watching that new Star Wars, I was like, it, this is clearly not gonna be all that good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, opening scroll, they're like, the Emperor's back. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, so it's gonna be like that, huh? And then I just adjusted my expectations and had a decent time <laughs> where I was like, all right, it's yeah, pretty good. Me too. For what it is. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I mean, you got to understand, they're like wrapping up a saga or whatever, so it's a little bit more difficult. would have been better if they had George Lucas, but it's a little more difficult to do that. Arguable. But, yeah. you know, we all saw the prequels. Well, some of us. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even see any of them? I have no idea. I can't keep up with the whole before the record, the pre before pre it's, the chronology. I can I tell can't. you the whole it's timeline. Just, no, just nine okay. movies, yeah, out and, of order, and the shows, <laughs> and the other movies, and the shows, and the spinoff movies therein. No, I see a lot. Of, I see pass. a lot of movies. I have that uh, like AMC, like Paris. Oh yeah. So you can just I just go kill a whole day and yeah. see dumb stuff. <laughs> but because you're not paying individually, I'm just like, this is pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Joker movie, it's pretty dumb. I had a fun time. It was pretty... <laughs> I like the Joker movie. We, and he just, you just saw I it. I just saw it. Oh, yeah? Yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of like, okay, we're going to hopefully see. I don't know if we can stay up that late because I think the best movie will be at the very end. Oh sure, are we, yeah, we're missing Oscars it now. Is, is are we yeah. Now? yeah, I think us. I might just like watch the whole thing on Hulu when I get home. Mm. No commercials. Oh, is it on Hulu? I think ABC stuff. They'll like put it up as soon oh. as it's over. Uh huh. Ooh. So I gotta like avoid uh-huh. Twitter. It's like we have the live thing. Yeah. So we can see. Well, it that'll live. do it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that has commercials. Well, I assume the other one would have. Maybe the commercials are the best part. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be such a huge, huge Oscar, like like I was emotionally invested in what yeah. when and stuff mm-hmm. and I would get so outraged. <laughs> I would like I was so mad the year the Dark Knight didn't get like a Best Picture nomination uh-huh. because it was you know, I saw it at midnight. It was a super comic book movie guy. And I recently rewatched it kinda of to compare it to the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh and I realized like I still love it, but it is it it is insanely <laughs> silly. Like Every line is so like weighty and like friggin' <laughs> yeah. my favorite line is when, when he's like, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of middle ground. 
And that is that's Harvey. He's like the DA of Gotham. I'm like, you don't understand like nuance. Yeah. That's not a good look for the district attorney of a crime rented county. You know, it's like hero, villain, hero. You're free, death penalty. There's no. But yeah, every line is like that. I'm like, what? Okay, guys. <laughs> nobody just says like a thing a person would say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brian Callen's in The Joker. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, there's a couple comedians. And there's a bunch of comedians in The Irishman, too, which is really weird. Oh, yeah. Sebastian's in it. Sebastian Miniscalco. A couple other people. I don't yeah, remember. But... I like him. Yeah. Or yeah, right, that's that's always trippy when you see a, mm-hmm. a stand-up you kind of know. And, like, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my goal. Just be in the background of stuff. And people are like, what? <laughs> that seems like a good dream. It's like, uh, I, I assume you've seen The Room. Like the, the James Franco version. I've seen The Disaster Artist, yes. Okay. But I've actually oh, never... That... Oh, okay, right. I get it flipped. The Disaster Artist. Uh, Andrew Santino. Yeah. He's one of the background sure, folks. Sure, sure, sure. And he doesn't utter a single line, I don't think. So it's like, <laughs> that's... You want to be the Andrew Santino of... Exactly. The Room is the original movie. The Disaster Artist is about the movie. It's about the movie, yeah. Right. I've never seen the original movie because I don't do the like, oh, let's go laugh at a bad thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's not funny. (laughs) It's just weird. I don't like you're just watching a bad movie. Are you not? I don't know. Yeah. To me, it kind of feels like insulting them. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like now the guy's livelihood, you know, because he does these live shows. Yeah, like, the guy is so weird. I'm not, like, outraged on behalf of the guy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, just, it's more just, like, I don't want to spend two whole hours watching a bad movie. It's not even, like, MST3K where people, like, have <laughs> yeah. jokes. You just go watch yeah. a bad movie. Right. And there's, you know, I think they do, like, like Rocky Horror style, like, call and response mm-hmm. stuff. But, that like, that's not yeah. enough. <laughs> I got better things to do with my dollar and my time. Hey. <laughs> uh yeah that's all i got guys come to the sh- show every friday right yeah every friday fallout theater uh my album is streaming i suppose if you're really it's very interested good. what's uh, it called again pointless pointless cool. is it on spotify uh, it's on spotify it's on yeah, all streaming platforms listen to that yeah uh you probably know a lot of it if you came to even one or two shows to be <laughs> I'll honest still listen to it yeah they hold up all right, yeah. look. <laughs> <laughs> Don't discourage him from listening. Oh, well, it's so strange. And I was thinking about that as I drove here. Is it's, uh, it's so weird to promote yourself. Mm. You know, it's been so much easier to have the show yeah. and the label. And then nonetheless, I put out my own album. Mm-hmm. And I still think, oh, man, I, you, you reviewed it and said some very nice things. And yeah. I think I just conveniently forgot to plug that on Facebook because it was so... <laughs> unabashedly complimentary uh and i am proud of it and i i do want people to hear it but it does it does make life easier um in in general like i started this new job and it's they're just like really i'm like yep go listen to it like just get out of my face (laughs) it's a real thing it's very professionally made and i'm very very proud of the material so people often ask you like at your job about like your shows you're like Sure thing, that kind of thing. Um, well, they they generally like this one in particular because when I uh, I always work in retail for a while and I quit uh, to look for like a job. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like what jobs I would be good at, I, I 
put all the sure thing stuff on my resume, which is co-producer of that, co-founder of the record yeah. label, and it's I'm not going to lie in the interview about how much of my income it represents or anything, <laughs> but I I do think they're impressive achievements. Yeah. Um. So then everybody already knew about uh the comedy and stuff, and there was somebody in my office that had actually been to sure thing a few times. That's which, cool. Which it turns out like helped my case. You know, they're like he's not just making stuff up yeah. or whatever. Um. So yeah, the word was already out ahead of me. So then naturally, I'm just like, well, I have an album on Spotify. If you are actually curious. Yeah. Uh, plus, uh, my company, as it's spread out across the ocean, we have an office in Dublin, Ireland, and, and one in Rome, and, and some people asked there, so I was like, here, here you Whoa. go. So, yeah, by the, spread the word. It, by the time we actually got to Athens, a lot of people, you know, it was that eternal stand-up phenomenon of they felt like they knew me better than they actually do. Because, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that album has some pretty personal jokes on it, in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, people ask. I'll tell them. That's cool. I'll probably have trouble making eye contact when I do it. <laughs> ah, the comedian's Achilles heel. Yeah. Eye contact. Yes. I can always tell how an interview is going to go by the level of eye contact I get. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about that. I, That's I, why I have a lot of like visually interesting things to look at because I figure, you know, the person that is not comfortable sure. has you know, plenty of things to... Yeah, you know, I could have just played with the cat the whole time. You could have. That's I've definitely gotten better at that, as, mm-hmm. of all things, you know. Yeah. There was somebody that took pictures of Brennan and I for, like, Austin Magazine one time. I was just looking down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he would, he would, like, call me to look up every time, he, like, a dog. He's like, Duncan, Because uh. I'm just like, were we really... Uh, our photos? Okay. And Duncan's the... Oh, sorry, Brendan's the one who's going to be like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What? What? I think even all the photos, he's like just clear looking ahead, and I'm still like doing sort of a like like a scant's view, you know. But that's but that's my aesthetic. I can't pretend it's not an aesthetic of its own sort. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, as we wrap up, would you like to pick a new word to describe your future? Oof. Uh. Unscripted. Let's go. Right. Seems wide open the more the more I really think mm-hmm. about it. You know, because the, the less you pin your hopes on, like, one individual thing, the more ideas seem to occur to me. So, yeah, maybe music, maybe something else, narrative. Yeah. You what, know? Was, what was his original word? Oh, oh that's right. Okay, you talk. Oh, yeah, look for uh, the notes. Talk shop. Talk shop. You got any, shop. Any, any other questions? Not necessarily. Uh, okay. You answered most of my questions that I wanted to know. You like The Last Jedi better than the new one? Which one was The Last Jedi? I always forget the last... Okay, the The middle one. The Uh, most previous Star Wars. No, actually, that one. I thought that one was worse. Oh, man, it was so much better. But that, on a personal level, I'm just tired of Death Stars. You know what I mean? It's enough. There's always a Death Star. This one had like a hundred. Like... Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I did like the whole thing where, like, they sort of, like, slowly hinted at Luke not being on the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. That was cool. Like, where, like, with his footprint, where, like, he moved his foot. <sighs> that scene was great. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. That was, like, my favorite part of the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. There's always parts. What did I say for you? You said Limitless. Right. So it's very much in the same vein. Look Boom. at that. <laughs> Way to go, me in the past. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, uh, and by me in the future, just keep creating. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I, this this remote. Can I tell a quick story? Yeah. Well, before we wrap, one time after I got dumped yet again, uh, I went to hang out with Bob Kazravi, you may uh-huh. remember, and, and our friend Adam Shoemate to you know this, and and I was trying to explain to them how special this girl was, and Bob Kazravi was like, "That is what you said last time." <laughs> Like, you know, and he was like, in fact, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to record us talking so you can hear in the future how Uh you sound exactly the same. As as soon as he hit record, I was like, don't listen to them. Me in the future, that whichever next one you're hung up on, she's the one. You know, like, hope springs eternal. So I I hope future me is still has no idea what the future holds in a a cyclical way. Yeah. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham presents Duncan Carson again and uh, Brendan K. O'Grady. You're here in spirit. Uh, despite all the ribbing, you are very loved. So. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can track him down. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. If you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell us where we can find you on social media if you want to be found and uh, repeat the upcoming shows. Oh, certainly. I'm on uh, your Twitter and Instagram with an A in front of my name. So A. Duncan Carson. Uh, and you can find Sure Thing, Sure Thing ATX on all platforms. So that's the Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. That's it. SureThingRecords.com where you can buy, uh, 15 albums. Probably more by the time you're listening to this. And listen to my album on Spotify. That's, you know, I could always use eight tenths of a thousandth <laughs> of a cent. Listen a lot, okay? Uh, it's just put it like, <laughs> Isn't it even like Justin Bieber just released something and he was like, hey, just set it to stream on Spotify, leave it playing. I'm oh, like, yeah. you craven no, there's, um, nightmare we, person. We know somebody that, that does that for their, their podcast. They're like a, you know, independent. Well, like, person. sure. It's, yeah. Matt Farley. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Like, hustle all you want in yeah. the small time podcast game, but like, I was, pop stars don't need to <laughs> cheat the system, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is pretty shitty. Really shitty. Goddamn Bieber. <laughs> all right. Do it with my album though, because yes, do it with all right. Album. Yeah, I'm so. very underpaid. I mean, I like listening to things just in the background. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's right. <laughs> you wouldn't pay attention to it. Well, if he said I know most of it, he knows the jokes. You know, I can. It's like more of a refresher. Okay. That's that. It's just so weird. Like you put an album out there, like maybe it'll be around when uh-huh. I die. It's this very arrogant thing. Yeah. Uh, and then people, I don't need people to actually, I get a lot of people that are like, they came to the old show. Uh-huh. Somebody on, I did Chortle Portal last night uh-huh. and somebody was like, oh, I used to come out with Austin Java like all the time, all the time, she said. And I was like, oh, we're at Fallout now. Like, you know, uh, message us. Well, you know, p- people that came to the old show will comp you tickets uh-huh. here and there. And she was like, oh, great, great, great. I will. And uh, what was your name again? What was my name? <laughs> all right. <laughs> So I, sad. I only said it every time, and then the host of this show said it just now ago. Like, whatever, fine. His name is Duncan Carson. Uh. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Duncan got to be the comedic genius that you heard today, just as much as I have. Remember accepting the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> this has been comedy. <laughs> Stop it. This has been Comedy Wham presents Duncan Carson. I'm Valerie. I'm Travis. And that's been funny. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, guys.